This is David Wheaton. The following is a TCW short take, a bite-sized highlight from the Christian Worldview radio program. You can hear the full program at thechristianworldview.org. What has this former elder, Han Cho, of Grace Community Church added to this accusation? And what do you think of Grace Community Church's non-response to these really, really pointed accusations? First of all, what has Han Cho added to this whole scenario? I think probably the clearest way to say it is he's added confusion to the situation. And the confusion comes because he seems to be a voice of reason, credibility. I knew Han. I think he became an elder the year that I left Grace Community Church and that environment to come out here and to Colorado and pastor. And I think he was a brand new elder at the time, newer Christian too. And he's a lawyer. He's an intelligent man, winsome. I really liked him. I thought we had a very cordial relationship. But I think that through his relationship with Rachel Den Hollander and probably some others in his life that are close to him, I think that it somehow has skewed his perspective. And I think the Christianity Today article brings this out, that he says that he was kind of commissioned by the elders at Grace Community Church to go investigate this. I know for certain Hancho had no mandate from the elder board to investigate this case. None. Whether that's a misstatement from Kate Shelnut or Julie Royce or whoever's perpetuating that, or whether Han Cho is the source of that himself, and he's misconstrued what, uh, you know, conversations privately, I don't know, it's anyone's guess. But I think it needs to be stated very clearly, in no uncertain terms, he had no mandate from the elder board to investigate this case, to go back and reopen it. But that's exactly what he wanted the elders to do. Based on outward pressure, based on pressure from a blogger, he was calling for his fellow elders, 36 other elders around the table, to listen to the bloggers and to go re-adjudicate this case, reopen it. And when the elders collectively said, we're not going to do that, we trust our teammates, we trust the men who were in charge at the time, we stand by the decision that we made to to go through the formal process of church discipline with Eileen Gray on the basis of refusing the counsel and refusing to lift a restraining order and, and refusing to go back to her husband. They stood by it, and that's the decision they wanted to make, and Han didn't like it. So he made it a matter of his personal concern, and I think probably from the pressure coming from other sources. I think that's what's going on with Han Cho. Because he's a former elder, obviously in the public eye, that gives him great credibility and I'm saddened to see the confusion that that's brought. What do I think of the non-response of Grace Community Church? I got to say that that's exactly the right call. I think all local churches should do exactly what Grace Community Church has done here. I think that they have set a good example to stand by their qualification process for their elders, to trust the pastors that they put in areas of oversight and counseling oversight. They need to make sure that those elders are qualified biblically, men of strong competency, good character, and they do that. And then they work through every case as it comes to them. Like you said, you would not want to bring you and your family or your wife, or your marriage or different things into the counseling room of the pastor thinking that one day he may expose everything that you've said because of the pressure of a, of a blogger or a quote unquote self-proclaimed investigative journalist or even a big publication like Christianity Today. I think that that non-response of Grace Community Church is exactly the example 
Grace Community, John MacArthur, set the example for churches in the nation and the world during COVID, standing up to Gavin Newsom and his evil regime in California. They were right. They've set the example. When it comes to dealing with uh, pressure in the counseling cases, they won a, a case in, I think, the California Supreme Court that went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court on the, on the Nally case that helped to protect churches with regard to pressure on being sued in counseling cases. They set the example for churches when it comes to dealing with slanderous accusations from those who've been disciplined out, disgruntled former employees, non-submissive elders, refusing to respond to those accusations. I think they've proven to be right. And I think they're setting the example here when it comes to the pressure of Julie Royce, Rachel Den Hollander, Christianity Today. I think they're right on. And I think that other churches should follow their example. But speaking of following their example, if you're going to follow their example in how they respond to the outward pressure, you need to follow their example with how they actually follow a biblical model of church membership, of regenerate church membership, having a membership process, biblical model of biblically qualified eldership, expository preaching, theology, all the things that they do internally that makes a church a church, they are practicing and they've been setting a good example for decades. If you're not striving to be that and be biblically sound, doctrinally faithful, then you are opening yourselves up wide for being aggressively pursued by outward watchdog organizations that will want to take you down. Mm. And in some cases, it may be justified that people take down bad churches. This has been a short take from the Christian Worldview radio program. To hear the full program and connect with this nonprofit radio ministry, go to thechristianworldview.org. I'm David Wheaton.